Hi, I'm Michael Pinter. Welcome to the How to Flip New York podcast, where we teach you how to start or grow a wholesaling or flipping business in New York. If you're getting any value from this podcast, please leave us a review because that helps us out greatly. Um, today, the request is talking about cold calling in New York and how it's different in New York. Now, the truth is cold calling isn't that different in New York. Um, it's basically the same thing. Uh, scripts are the same. Um, I have a script. If anybody wants a script, I'll be happy to share it with you. Maybe I'll share it in the notes anyway. Um, but in New York, it's not that different. There's a little bit, I would say, more um, suspicion from prospects in New York. When you call them, uh, they don't want to talk to you. They have their guard up more in New York. People are much more open in the South and uh, probably in the West also. Um, I don't cold call anymore. Uh, I used to uh, when I started. Uh, I have people cold call for me, but I listen to their calls and I go over it. And the basic gist of a cold call um, is to find out if someone's interested in selling. That's it. You have a broad prospect list or you have a niche list, whatever list you have. You're calling them to see if they're interested in selling their house. That's the only thing you want from them. Um, if they are, then you want to go through a really four-step process of qualifying them. So let's be honest. Most people you're going to ask if they want to sell their house are going to tell you no, right? There's really only five or six things they can tell you. And a lot of this is from Brent Daniels. I talk to people. Um, he's great. Basically, they can tell you yes, in which case you have to really talk to them. Maybe, in which case you might really have to talk to them or call them back. No, which is mo most people are going to tell you is no. They can say, who are you? Where'd you get my number? Or what's your offer? That's really the six things they can say to you. Um, and what you want to do is if they say yes, that they're interested, is you want to first, I, I changed my script recently, but the, basically the you want to then ask them about time, right? Ideally, when would you want to sell, right? And and there's there's a huge range. The, the, the best thing they could say is immediately, yesterday, ASAP. Uh, and the, the worst thing they could say is, I'm in no rush, you called me. Um, then you want to ask them a reason. Why, why are you looking to sell, right? And the best thing they could say is some kind of urgency. I'm being relocated. I got to get out of here. I'm in foreclosure and I have equity. And if I don't sell it in two weeks, the bank's going to take it. That's, um, that's like the best, right? Well, my son's in jail. I need money to bail him out, something crazy like that. And the worst thing they could say, again, is uh, no reason you called me. So if somebody really answers the, the latter, like they're not interested on the last two, you probably want to end the call at that point, right? You don't want to waste time. I used to ask them about condition first, and they talked to me for 10 minutes, and then I find out they weren't interested in selling. So if they have no interest, what you really want to say to them is, you know, I'm an investor. I got to make money on a property. It sounds to me like you weren't even interested, or I ask, I realize, say, I say, were you even interested in selling before I called you or before I reached out to you? If they say no, you probably should stand the call and say, listen, I'm an investor. I have to make money. It, it sounds like this is something that uh, you're not going to sell at a discount. And you want to politely end the call. Um, but sometimes when you say that, then you find out what the real motivation is. You say, listen, I, it sounds like you're not that interested. And then they go, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Um, I do have to sell. And this is why. So the best thing to do is push back. Always push back. Don't be that eager buyer. Oh, I can close cash in 15 minutes. You want to be a reluctant buyer. Right, and you want to push them away, and then you'll find out if there's really motivation. So, if there is any motivation, they say I really have to sell quickly, or they say I have a serious reason. Then you want to get into condition of the house, right? You want to talk to them. Tell me a little bit about the house. Is what I say. Sometimes they'll tell you everything about the house that, that has nothing to do with condition. My grandfather built it with his hands. Twenty, uh, I will be with the first house in the neighborhood. You'll hear those things. But sometimes they'll tell you what's going on. You want to find out about bedrooms and bathrooms. And if they talk to you about the house for a long time, you never want to stop them, but you might want to say to them what's the general condition on the inside. And then you want to see if you can get a price from them. That's really important. All right, I have a multi-step process that gets priced, I'd say, 70 to 80% of the time. So you want to get price if you can. Um, 
you want to get conditioned because that's going to really get an idea whether this is worth going on uh, worth going on an appointment or not. So if you're starting out and you're brand new, you probably want to go on every appointment even if somebody's not motivated because you want to get over your fear of talking to sellers. You want to get over your fears of what's going to happen on an appointment. right? You want to see how that's going to be. I uh, don't go on appointments, obviously, where no one's interested, where there's no real motivation, but you may want to just to get it out of the way. You want to get rid of that those fears and get over that hump. Um, so after you get into that and you see that there is some kind of motivation, so again, there's four pillars of motivation. This is from Brent Daniels. There's time, price, condition, and reason. And if they have any kind of motivation in any of those, any of those, you want to schedule an appointment. You want to see them. You want to talk to them. We're not getting into what happens on the appointment. But the cold call is really there initially to go through tons of prospects and just see if they're interested in hearing an offer on the house. If they are, then you want to go through the other four steps. If they, and then if they is any motivation, then you want to schedule an appointment. That is the whole point of the cold call, right? People ask me all the time, how do I cold call foreclosure lists? How do I cold call probate lists? You do not want to cold call differently. You do not want to talk about the reason that you are calling them or why they're on your list. That is a huge mistake. Let's be honest. A lot of the lists are not accurate. Also, people get very feel very invas- invaded and violated. If you start talking to them about the fact that they're in financial trouble or talking about the fact that somebody just died, you never want to get into that. You just want to know if they want to sell. That's it. I'm a buyer. I'm looking to buy in that area. Is it available? That's the only way you want to approach it. And then if they express any interest in it, right? sometimes it's a maybe. Sometimes it's like, uh, you know, my tenant's leaving in three months. I might be thinking about it then. So then you have a question of whether you want to qualify them at that point or whether you want to call them back and qualify them later. That's up to you. But um, the yeses have to be qualified and see if they're worth going on an appointment. But the cold call in New York is not any really different than other parts of the country. Where it gets completely different in New York is when the seller actually says yes. If you go on the appointment, you offer the money and the seller says yes. Then everything changes because the seller's attorney gets involved because standard contracts in New York have no assignment clause because there's no inspection contingencies in New York. That Everything changes in New York. But um, before that, on the cold calling stage in the marketing, I'd say it's the same as every other state. So uh, again, the important things to remember when you're cold calling are your goal is just to find out if they want to hear an offer. Then you want to take it one step further and see if their time, uh, reason, price, and condition are, are, are there. So obviously the best thing I could say about condition is this is a knockdown, it's a complete gut job. That's the greatest thing they could say. Um, and the worst thing they could say is I just renovated a year ago. And for price, you know, obviously it depends on the price, but if they tell you a crazy price that's $100,000 more than retail, you may or may not uh, decide this is something you want to go on. Now, I take listings. So even if somebody wants full retail, I'll go on the appointment. I'll ask them. Someone says, hey, I want five. They say, I, I want $500,000 for the house. That's what houses are going for. And I look and that's right. I'll say to them, do you have somebody to list it with if you list it? Now, if they say, yeah, my cousin's a, uh, an agent, my friend's an agent, my mother's an agent, I may not even go on the appointment. If they say, no, I don't have anybody to list it with, then I'll go on, I'll go on the appointment and try and pitch them on a listing. But that's me. If you're not licensed and you don't want to take listings, then that's not you. Don't. Bo- I wouldn't bother with that. The idea that you can refer it out to an an agent, I think, is is not a great great idea, personally. Uh, Not here, anyway. Um, So that is how cold calling works in New York. Someone asked, this is by request. Um, But basically, um, I don't do cold, you know, the request really was, can can I make cold call? I guess I could, but I don't really spend time cold calling. Um, I pay people in the Philippines to do it for me. And um, right now, it's really the only marketing I'm doing. Um, I'm about to do a lot more marketing. I'm getting a new data list. But cold calling in New York is uh, pretty much the same as everywhere else. Will there be more people who tell you go to F yourself? For sure. Will there be more people who don't trust you? For sure. But basically what you say is going to be exactly the same in New York as it is anywhere else.
Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, go to howtoflipnewyork.com for more information about the various ways that I can help you. And again, if you can leave a review, uh, that would really help us out.